Log Talk Radio. Legs so that he would imitate the goats. 
That's just one of the wacky stories of this week. I laid out this video. What about Roger? Ooh, another story. Night. Yeah, night out video. That's another wacky story of the week. In addition to the goat man who is living with the goats for like three days, you know, or maybe on the sides of the hills. No, he actually walked like a goat. See the photos if you haven't seen them on Facebook Radio Miss X. That's Facebook Radio Miss X. Now, can you believe? This was like a really, really wacky week. <laughs> it was a wacky week. It was a wacky week for stories. First, this is the second, not the first story. The first one was the ghost story. The second story ugh, is so wacky that I can really relate to this one. I can really, I can relate. I can relate, explanation point. I can relate. Because in Ireland... The first girl was born in this town. The first girl in the family. First girl born in 117 years. Woo! I think I've mentioned this before on the show that I have like 30 different friends and acquaintances of Miss X. Amongst 30, that's 30 friends and acquaintances. Every single pregnancy that my friends, acquaintances, and family members have had have resulted in a boy. 30 boys. Not one girl amongst them. So all of those pregnancies amongst 30 people, they were all had boys. Follow me so far? I know it's the weekend, but try to keep up. Well, I can relate to this story in Ireland of the first girl being born in the family in 117 years. In other words, all they had was boys in the family for 117 years, for the past 117 years. So you have a boy, he grows up, he gets married, and he has a boy. And then he has another boy, and then another boy, another boy, and another boy. And then the next generation has all boys. Follow me? You follow? Yes. That's it. Ooh, we're going to go back to Frankenstein's little factory chemistry lab right now because Miss X has to take chemistry this fall semester, which reminds me. Tales of Frankenstein, the face of the Simpsons mirror. Yeah, you know, this one actually looks pretty good. You're going to have to check out Tales of Frankenstein, which I've been playing for you off of the show, The Face in the Tombstone Mirror. This was put out by Hammer Horror, Horror Hammer, straight out of England. And it was written by Kurt Shodnack. Shodnack, I don't know how to pronounce it. He created The Wolfman. This was a TV pilot, my dears, where they supposedly, I guess, never sold this to TV. Kind of like the TV pilot that Miss X was asked to be in out there in Hollywood, California, that never came to be. See, that's what I found out when I did get called to be in this TV pilot years and years ago. Being in the TV pilot does not mean that you're going to be necessarily on TV. 
it doesn't even mean that your show is going to get made. See, that's something I found out. So I suppose that's how it was with our little tale tonight of old-fashioned radio, which is what you hear here on Night Owls Radio, old-fashioned radio. This TV pilot put out by Hammer Horror, I don't know if it was put out in America or if it was put out in England, but <laughs> Tales of Frankenstein. And as most of these are, it goes under two separate names, Tales of Frankenstein, the face of the tombstone mirror, or is it Tales of Frankenstein, one title, and the second title is The Face in the Tombstone Mirror. Are those two separate titles? I really don't know. But apparently, according to the people on archive.org, or should I say on archive, period, org, Christopher Lee looks nothing like Karloff in this Curse of Frankenstein or one of those Hammer movies, right? And apparently the same makeup that was used in Curse of Frankenstein is used in this Tales of Frankenstein, The Face in the Tombstone Mirror, which apparently was supposed to be a TV show, but you people couldn't take it. And the beginning of the show has that scary, oh, oh, it's like an orb, scary crystal ball, and in the middle of the crystal ball is that face. The face of the man that looks like the same man that appeared in 1952 movies. The original air date for this Tales of Frankenstein was 1958. And the introduction apparently includes scenes from The Brides, from Dracula, 1931. In other words, the original Dracula, the original, the best in Miss X's opinion. Ah, uh, who played my beloved husband, Dracula, the best? I said the 1931 version that was Bela, Bela Lugosi in the Dracula. 1931. And it's not the Dracula. I see people miswrite things online all the time. But once again, <laughs> I digress. Some of the scenes from 1931's Dracula apparently appear in this little clip, which I'm playing for you, from Tales of the Face in the Tombstone Mirror from Frankenstein breaks free of his things on his temples of his head. I don't have to talk. I can just play this for you. Aren't you so glad you don't have to hear me talk on the show tonight? Or sing? great to watch and listen to on the weekends. Come kick off your horror weekend right here as we take you up into the midnight hour. Blogtalkradio.com, Miss X. Now, of course, Miss X stupidly, stupidly scheduled one. Oh, I hate math. I hate math. Have I mentioned that I hate math? I have to take this math course because I've delayed it so long. I've delayed all my math courses. And I do have to also take a chemistry course that I signed up for this fall semester. 
on my way to becoming a physician assistant slash nurse slash whatever. So, oh, boy, the clock is Friday night, late Friday night. By the time Miss X gets home on her little bat wings, it won't be in time to do a show on Friday night at 11.30 p.m. It's fall semester in college, so you know what that means. I know you're so disappointed to hear this. You know, all the two people listening to the show really care. Can you hear the little crickets? I always like to have you listen to the crickets live outside. It never shows up, though. It's very strange. You can never hear it on the playback mode in the archives, but they are out there. Not going to get home in time to do the 11.30 p.m. show, so we're having it at midnight. That's right, midnight. The next time you're going to hear me is going to be midnight. Labor Day weekend for our big Labor Day show. So no show next week. Oh, right? No show next week. But the following week, my beloved Labor Day weekend, oh, how I love autumn. The autumn cool air comes in and the show goes out. That's going to be a Labor Day weekend. Huh? We're going to have whatever. We're going to have a great traditional Labor Day show, and we're going to have a show on the Selkie of Celtic lore. So look up Selkie, figure it out, half human, half something else, Selkie. That's going to be our show, Labor Day weekend, because Miss X stupidly had to change her show from 11.30 p.m. live to midnight. But why am I even bothering to tell you all this about my fall semester college course schedule, because you don't care, number one. Number two, there's only like four people that listen to the show, and none of them listen to the show live. You want to know how I know they don't listen live? Go to the blogtalkradio.com page right now. And click on the phone number, and you will see that absolutely nobody is calling in. (laughs) Nobody cares about the goat man living with the goat. Nobody cares about the other wacky stories of the week. If you have, there is a name for this, hyperthemesia. Oh, i got to tell you about this. Hyperthemesia. See, it doesn't matter if you listen at 11.30 p.m. on Friday night or not. It doesn't matter if I do the show at midnight. It doesn't matter if I do it at 3.30 a.m. because nobody listens to the show live. Everybody listens in the archives. So since all of you stopped listening live and made me cry, you made poor, poor mistakes. Serious Miss X cry. I had to put on my top black hat and that black three-piece suit like I'm going to the wedding in England because none of you listen live. So it doesn't matter what time I do the show. That's the point. Because you listen in the archives anyway. So you don't care about my schedule or chemistry and how my chemistry class is reminding me of this tales of Frankenstein as he's in his lab doing chemistry things in this little film clip from Tales of Frankenstein, A Face in the Tombstone Mirror. But truly, truly, truly now, that will be our next show. will be at midnight and not at 11.30 p.m. We're going to go right now. I'm going to show you. We're going to go to the studio. I can't show you because this is the radio, but I can tell you. I'm going to show you. <laughs> show you. Oh, you know what I mean. I'm going to show you through the internet that no callers are calling into the show live because nobody is listening to the show live. But there's a dark, dark carriage coming on this rainy, rainy cold night in Tales of Frankenstein. 
Into the show, call 646-595-2579. See? Nobody's calling. Nobody's calling because nobody's listening. Just talking to yourself. Singing. Who will listen to me? on the radio, internet radio, because that way you can picture in your mind what's happening. And what you picture in your mind is often so much scarier than what's on the real film. right in the middle of this TV pilot for Tales of Frankenstein, the face in the tombstone mirror. And the ad itself looks like an advertisement for the pilot. It shows Frankenstein up against that board bed, bed board, whatever it was that he was on. The bed The chat line, the chat room and the chat line is also open right now at blogtalkradio.com. Miss X, for anyone that is listening... Live. Nobody. Wacky story of the week is I broadcast live worldwide on the white and blue planet. The reason why we do these wacky stories is to explain the craziness that happens on this planet. The supernatural things that occur that only appear to be supernatural to us from our human point of view. They could very well not be supernatural occurrences at all, but they just appear that way to us. And one of those, as I said earlier, is hyperthemesia. Yes, there's a name for this, sort of the opposite. This is what we learned in medical class. Hyper means extended, hypo means less than. So this is hyperthemesia, like the opposite of amnesia. Hyperthemesia is remembering every... I just want you to even try to... Just try to even get this concept in your brain. Try to wrap your head around this one. Hyperthemesia is remembering every detail of every day of your life 
since childhood. Just think about that. If you could remember every single thing that's happened every day of your life, this would be a nightmare. And I capitalized the word nightmare. And then I put a few explanation points. Because there's things you don't want to remember. Things we all would like to forget. Well, a person who has hyperthemesia can't do that because they remember every detail. Now, I am of the belief, and I've shown this in experiments. I've done actual experiments on the show. If I'm a little scientist here, in my little scientist mode, I told you, for example, that you can go back and look at a movie that you just watched a few hours ago, and you could be so certain that a couch is positioned in a certain place, in a certain scene in that movie. But if you go back and watch that movie again, you will find that that couch, A, isn't even in the scene at all, or B, it's in a totally different location than you thought it was in. Ooh, it's scary doing this show in the dark. And yes, I do have to kind of stumble my way over here, in broadcasting live from the old wooden shack. And I hope you're sitting in the dark too because hyperthemesia is when people do remember the details. But I say it's impossible to nearly impossible for human beings to remember every detail of their past. First of all, how would you know? You would have to have a running film of every single day of your life to go back and check See if you remember every detail exactly as it occurred. Are you following me? Is Miss X too deep for you? Am I just too intelligent? Or are all our really intelligent listeners are able to understand what I just said? You have to be able to go back and check. Like if you think you remember something, well, there has to be a way for you to go back and check to see if you were remembering it correctly. People who have this, hyperthemesia, are recalling, and there's only like a very few people on this entire planet Earth who have this ability, but they say they can recall back to age two, recalling back to age two the details of the whole day, not just a few details of the day, they can name the day. My grandmother, it figures, being Miss X, my grandmother had this ability. She could tell me and could swear that she remembered things from the age of two, but she knew details of the whole day from when she was four, for example, from when she was four years old. So years and years go by and she would tell me the, like if she saw a date like May 20th, 1941, she could tell me what day of the week it was. So years and years go by, like I was saying, and I get hold of a calendar. I forget what they call it. It's a, it, it's, it used to be in the Farmer's Almanac. It's really, really neat. You can look up dates on planet Earth back to 1942, back to whatever date you want, 1939. And it will show you through a graph what day of the week it was. So May 20th, 1941, what day of the week was that? Guess what? My grandmother remembered the day of the week exactly what it was. I looked on an old calendar, and she was absolutely correct. 
only six people apparently have this ability on the planet to have total hypersemnesia, which is where you can recall every detail of every day that you've lived. And obviously, this is very, because it could be very debilitating for a person. Think about it. If you remember, think about it. If you remembered every detail like that, your brain would be so cluttered with information. It would be so distracting. You'd say, I remember this when I was age 30, and then I remember 39, and I remember the date and what day of the week it was, and everything that had just totally overwhelming. If you live for decades and decades and you remember every single day and all the details, oh, that's totally overwhelming. I cannot imagine. I cannot even imagine. And another thing that happens is one memory, and we know that this does happen. This does happen to you people on planet Earth. This is the way your brains work. One memory that comes to you causes another memory to come back to you. So if one memory causes another to come in, I think this doesn't necessarily make that memory accurate. That points to the memory not being accurate. You look at water and you flash back to all the times that you were at the ocean, at the Pacific Ocean. But how do you know if that's a memory or it's just being triggered by the water? Maybe the water is triggering a memory and that memory is not accurate. You know how it is. You think of one thing and the mind plays like a relational game. It relates to things. You think of one thing, you see a yellow sweater and it reminds you of a song. You hear a song. This happens a lot when you listen to music. This is what I love about music. Love it, love it, love it, love it. You hear a song. That brings back a bunch of memories. But usually those bunch of memories are from a specific time of your life. Correct? Songs that we heard in high school. This is all really the main one. Songs you know from high school I heard. When I hear that song, Cruel Summer by Banana Rama, I immediately, almost every time I hear that song, I associate it with and flashback to being on my little roller skates, 12 years old, when that song came out, about, about 12 years old, give my age, I'm thousands of years old, I'm Dracula's main squeeze, but I remember, on my roller skates in the garage, cruel summer, because some guy that I liked at the time didn't like me, so it was a cruel summer, and it was hot, humid, I just went around in a circle on my little roller street, Round and around. Round and around. And he lived right across the street there. Where you're going to be. Or he was checking himself. So as I hear that song, Cruel Summer, Cruel Summer, that reminds me. That's, that's how memory goes. Some people think hyperthemia is caused by thinking too much about the past. You can't remember everything accurately when so much time has passed. Like I said earlier, I did this experiment by telling you I told you, my darling listeners, to watch a movie, concentrate on the details of that movie, such as that chair is on the right side of the room. Then go back days or hours later and watch the same film. Go back to watch the same film and you will find, and most of the time you will find you are wrong. 
that chair was not on the right side of the room like you thought it was. It was on the opposite side of the room in that movie scene. Sometimes that chair wasn't in the room at all or not in the room at all. Yet visual areas of the brain are stimulated. They're overstimulated in people with hyperthemia. So think about that next time. That's our third. We had a whole lot of wacky stories. Third wacky story of the week. And I'm going to conclude by reminding you to listen to Tales of Frankenstein and watch it too on archive.org. Tales of Frankenstein, the face in the tombstone mirror. And until next time, which will be Labor Day weekend, remember what I told you in the words of the immortal sheepies. I'll be back. I said, I'll be back. And until then, Happy screams! Happy screams! Do what I tell you. Sit down.